the teaching ministry of Judah Olorimai, a man called of God to compel consecration, provoke repentance, and inspire worship by the preaching and teaching of God's word and the miraculous demonstration of God's power. God's word is about to hit you as light and strength. Get ready for an encounter with grace. So, if we can't fix it, we'll resort to the regular one. Alright. Romans chapter 4 and verse 18 to 21 is my text this morning. Let's sing before we read this text. Digger, please come up. It's with my belly as you sing another. We oh, sing fully persuaded. And then singing this will help you understand the text better. And the text will also help you understand the song better. Start from the verse, Mr. Toba, so that you don't um, sway the audience into the chorus already. So we'll end the song and sing it emphatically. The keyboard needs healing. Starting from the verse, there's no need to stagger. There's no need to stagger. Yeah. Cause I'm standing on your word. My faith grows stronger when I'm banking on your love. You're a faithful father, and you're never gonna stop. By your grace and power, I am holding on your There's no need to stagger. There's no need to stagger. Standing on your word. Cause I'm standing on your word. My faith was stronger. My faith was stronger. When I'm banking on your love. You're a faithful father. You're a faithful father. And you Oh, 
fully persuaded this is concerning the man called Abraham just in case you are wondering who the scripture is referring to here not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old I heard Kenneth Copeland say that when he's hundred he will attempt to that's not the right word but just manage the English. Pregnant his wife. Just to prove that this scripture is true. Because you can imagine what the deadness of a hundred year old man means. Impotence, basically. He did not. Go back to verse 19, please. He did not consider his own body already dead. Bible did not say that <laughs> he said that his body was alive. <laughs> Abraham knew his body was dead. And I will show you that actually it was the way he lived all his life. He acknowledged there was death. <laughs> but he knew there was something stronger than death. Let me say this after, let me say this emphatically rather. Death is not the final say. Yeah. And that's one of the things we learn in the resurrection of Jesus. He won't die. But in this matter, Abraham said his body was dead. So, perhaps a kidney can be dead. But there's resurrection power. Hallelujah. Perhaps an organ is dead. But there's resurrection power. So, for this case, Abraham recognized his body being dead because of his age. And it was also double dead body as it were. Sarah was also dead. She was also old. I mean, what's the age of menopause? 
averagely late forties, right? Come and talk to me. I know we are all younger, we may not understand. Some ladies have heard of that before. You want to be forever young, no problem. <laughs> so menopause for the five fifty naturally. Sarah was about ninety here, I think. So you can imagine the extra deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse twenty. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced. If we have the King James, let's have it. I think the King James is persuaded. Do you have a King James, Brother Tubi? They mean basically the same thing. But that's because it's our, it's our text. Let's just stay with the phrase. Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Verse 22. Therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Everybody say fully persuaded. Say it like you are persuaded. Say it like you are convinced. Let's quickly pray. Lord, we receive the entrance of your word with great expectation. We will not be disappointed for your word never fails. We are fully persuaded we receive all that you have in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. One more time, fully persuaded. If you are a Christian, and I'm assuming that many of you here are, there are certain people that you should study to understand the Christian life better. One of such is the man called Abraham. Abraham is an extraordinary man. <laughs> you know that in testifying about the fact that God is the God of living men, Jesus referred to that statement, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. So, if God wants to talk about the men he has worked with, one of the first people we mention is Abraham. He will say, I am the God of Abraham. Some of us grew up singing songs about Abraham. Father Abraham has many sons. You brought two trees for my liking. School, I am one of them. Couldn't be the only person knowing that song. All our community grammar school people are here. They didn't sing it in two I don't know if they sang it in two schools. But if you were there, community grammar school, it will be. <laughs> Those kind of schools, they sing the conference. And then in church, we used to sing uh, Abraham's blessing, am I? So if you don't know the first one, you need to know the second one. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, as a Christian, we grew up hearing tales about this great man, Abraham. And if you're a Christian, you take your Christianity serious, you should study Abraham. You should study this man called Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 7 tells us that everyone who is of faith is a child of Abraham. If you say you are of the faith, the word of faith here refers to if you're a Christian, if you believe in Jesus, 
You are sons of Abraham. Some years ago, one of those ridiculous Facebook arguments, people were saying, we are not children of Abraham, we are children of God. All of you are sons of Abraham. And I will soon show you why that is so. Of course we are sons of God. Of course we are children of the heavenly God, of the heavenly Father. But we also have somebody called Abraham, whom we have to pattern our life after, if we are of defeat. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 verse 7. He was referred to as a friend of God. A friend of God. Now, Abraham did not live in any particular, well, in the broad divisions of the covenants, as it were. You cannot really say Abraham was old covenant, man, yeah, if you are counting old covenants from Moses. Are we still together? But there are certain things that the Bible used to describe this Abraham. That I found that he understood this concept very well. This concept of relating with God intimately, Abraham understood. Genesis 18:17. God says, I will not do anything without first telling Abraham. There was a deep, strong intimacy between Abraham and God. You can't say he was born again in the sense that we are right now. But Abraham was a wonderful man. Genesis chapter 20 and verse 7 was called a prophet. God was, he didn't call himself a prophet. Are you listening to me? Now God give and tie to Somebody stole his wife, went to borrow his wife. What happened to the man? Say, eh? Return the prophet's wife. I know this is not a prophet. Return is a prophet and tell him to pray for you. If not everybody in your house will be barren. Abraham never saw himself as a prophet. When God was giving his testimony, he said, This one is a prophet. Are you listening to me? That is the man that we call the father of faith, the man Abraham. But there are two wonderful lessons I would like us to learn. And if you are studying Abraham, these two lessons perhaps are the most important lessons in the life and the ministry of Abraham. The first lesson is the lesson of how to receive from God. How to receive the manifestation of the promise of God. If a promise that has been given to you by God seems to be hanging, seems to be delayed, I would advise you to go and study and learn about the man called Abraham. He exemplified that reality. How to receive from God. How to receive the promise of God. Abraham was such a man. But beyond the promise of God, especially with respect to salvation, because I will soon show you from scriptures that everything Abraham received from God was just a type of salvation. <laughs> All the promises that God gave him, if you look at it from your natural perspective, they seem like physical things, the promise of a child. But beyond that promise of a child, there is the Isaiah 9:6. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. So many of the things that God said to Abraham, you have to understand it from a very tall perspective. So you don't limit it to just physical things. Are we still getting it? But of course, Abraham's reception of the goodness of God is a template on how to receive salvation and every other byproduct of salvation. We know that the word salvation, which is soteria, is a very broad word. It includes deliverance, healing, protection, provision. Abraham taught us all of that. How to receive salvation, how to receive provision, how to receive deliverance. Abraham taught us all of that. 
more importantly, Abraham's life typifies the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Abraham typifies the gospel. When you study Abraham, you see the gospel. And I'll show you from scriptures. How Abraham was also preached to the gospel. God preached the gospel. When the Bible says God preached the gospel to Abraham, it does not mean that God was saying, oh, Will you give your life to Christ now? Do you want to be born again? That's not what it is. But certain statements that God made to Abraham explain the concept of the gospel. Of course, the gospel basically talks about God's redemption plan for man through the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ. Are we still together? Three chapters of the Bible here to thoroughly explain these things we are trying to consider. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1 to 9. Read and um, understand properly in context. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? If you like, you can say, oh foolish Ramites, if you are guilty. If you are not guilty, just keep reading. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey? I don't know if you personalize the scriptures. If I get to this point, I can put my name there. If I feel that I'm being bewitched. Say, oh foolish Judah, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth. So how you know you are being bewitched? Is when you are not obeying. It's not hard. It's not that difficult. So when I say personality, they say, no, I'm not, I'm not foolish. Uh, wait first. Wait first. <laughs> Understand what we are saying first. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the Lord? Now in the phrase, did you receive the spirit? Yeah, refers to salvation. Not the baptism of the Holy Ghost or the speaking in tongue experience that charismatics have come to define as the spirit upon. And I will soon show you again. The phrase receive the spirit refers to salvation. The context and the background of this is that the Galatian church were saved, but they were going back to legalism. They were going back to if you don't cover your hair, you go to hell. If you wear your ring, hot fire is waiting for you. So Paul was saying, ah, are you people stupid? Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by the hearing of faith? The word hearing of faith refers to hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. Since I'm not doing a commentary on Galatians, let's keep reading. Are you so foolish? Haven't begun in the Spirit. Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain... Therefore, he who supplies the, supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God. Everybody say, Abraham believed God. So Paul begins the conversation with rebuking the Galatian church. But he finds a way to connect it to the story of Abraham and him believing God. And... It was accounted to him for righteousness. So beyond Abraham receiving Isaac, there is a bigger lesson of Abraham receiving righteousness. Are we still together? Don't be distracted with Isaac. Isaac is not the real subject, per se. He was just a type. It was accounted to him for righteousness. Okay? Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham. This is what I was referencing that time. Beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. 
Are we still together? Go back to verse 8. So when God preached to Abraham and said, In you, all the nations shall be blessed. What was he saying? Two things. There is a seed coming in your lineage. Through that seed, everybody in the world will be blessed. In the sense of everybody will be able to receive salvation. Do you understand that? So when he says, In you, all nations shall be blessed. He's saying that I'm going to start a race. Of course, you know that Jesus was from the Jewish race. Is that not so? And Abraham is the father of the Jewish nation. Are we still together? Some of you say you are spiritual Jews. There's not like spiritual Jews. You're Nigerian. You're a Gentile. And God says he will justify the Gentile by faith. Are you listening to me? If you like, go and do Jerusalem pilgrimage. JP, JP, JP. Now you're you are wasting money. How we are going to be justified is by faith. We Gentiles will justify by faith. But Abraham had that phrase in you. So two things. There is a Jesus that will come from a lineage that the Gentiles will not be able to be justified because of him. But secondly, there is a principle of faith that Abraham displayed. And anybody who practices that principle would also be saved. Do you understand that now? So, we see Abraham's story here teaching how to receive salvation. Teaching Jesus. <laughs> teaching faith. Another scripture, Romans chapter 4, and verse 1 to 3, and then from 17 to 25, where we read earlier. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, had found? Now, I want to explain. He says, Abraham, our father, so clearly he was talking to a Jewish audience. This is Romans. Romans is in Rome. Romans is not Jewish, but the people that Paul wrote to, when we taught you church history, we told you that most of the early Christians were all Jewish. Do you understand that? So when Paul says, what shall we say then that, our, that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh. Now this is not the context of we claiming to be children of Abraham as Gentiles. As pertaining to the flesh means in the physical lineage, any Jew is a child of Abraham. Do you understand that? What has he found? Now he's teaching you how Abraham obtained something. Go ahead to verse 2. For if Abraham were justified... Now notice again, it's not about Isaac. Hmm. The real thing that Abraham found was justification. Everybody say justification. Redemption. Salvation. That's what Abraham really found. If you are focusing on Isaac, Isaac, you will miss out on many details. For if Abraham was justified by works, he had wear off to glory. In other words, he had something to boast about. But not before God. For what said the scripture, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Everybody say for righteousness. Verse 17 to 25. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead. So, once again, you notice that the scripture affirms the death state of the body of Abraham. Even God who quickened, the word quickened is give life to the dead and colored those things which be not as though they were. Who again stopped believing up that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God, true unbelief, but was strong in faith. Everybody says strong in faith. Staggered not. Strong in faith. Staggered not, not. giving glory to God. 
and being fully persuaded that what he had promised was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for what? And, and so all of that staggering and strengthening conversation was not just about Isaac. Yes, Isaac eventually is in the picture. But ultimately it was about righteousness imputed, receiving justification, receiving salvation, believing in God. Now it was not written for his sake alone. Now it tells you that you should learn from him. That it was imputed to him. But for us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. So it talks about Abraham and then it switches on to Jesus being raised from the dead. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. You understand perfectly how the resurrection story fits into Abraham. When we read the next reading. Hebrews chapter 11. And verse 8 to 12. And then 17 to 19. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive an inheritance. Notice that's a futuristic tense. Which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out. Not knowing where he was going. Everybody say not knowing. You see, what we practice many times is safe faith. It's a faith that is not risky. You want to know all the details, you want to have all the information, then you go. God will say, come and go. We say, where? We say, just take a step every day. Take a step every day. Are you listening to me? Not knowing where it was. What will it be next five years? What will it be next ten years? If you ask Abraham, you say, not knowing where it was. I'm just following God. That's when God. All this faith that's because you have all your plans planned out like this, is not it too. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of place where he would receive an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. Verse 9. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker. God. Now he waited for a city he could not see. But he recognized that it was founded and made by God. And all his pilgrimage life he was waiting. Now it refers to Abraham foreseeing the kingdom of Christ. Are you listening to me? Let's read on. Let's read on. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. So, Isaac is in the picture here, very strongly. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man. Everybody say one man. And him as good as dead. We're born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude. Innumerable as the sand. Which is by the seashore. What? You read by one man, you would think it is just Abraham. Nope. Therefore, by one man, Jesus, and him as good as dead, Jesus died. And so by his death, many were born as the stars of the sky, multitude. Every Christian today came because Jesus died. Do you understand it now? Don't just read, don't just read the Jewish nation. No. Abraham typified the gospel. Therefore, from one man, okay, go ahead, verse 13. 
I feel Abraham when he was tested. Offer up Isaac. Okay, verse 17, good. And he had received the promises offered up his only son. Rather, hold on. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. So, now, to prove that it wasn't just about Isaac, Abraham was actually going to give up Isaac. Quite verse 18. Of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called. Look at resurrection. Everybody say resurrection. Is everything Abraham was doing, he was, he was demonstrating the gospel. Concluding that God was able to raise him up. Did Isaac die? How many of you know the story? Did Isaac die? Did Abraham kill Isaac? Okay. But look at, look at what was happening in Abraham's mind. Concluding that God was able to raise him up. Even from the dead. From which he also received him in a figurative sense. Now, the act of Hebrews now says that actually, as far as Abraham was concerned, Isaac died. But Isaac rose from the dead. So he received him back from the dead. On the day that Abraham took Isaac and they were going, and Isaac said, eh, You have brought firewood, you have brought uh, matches, you have brought. Uh, where is the sacrifice? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself a sacrifice. It was to death. Abraham, for, for Abraham, Isaac had died. They had died. They were going there. When they returned, it was an exhortation. You see, he says, for which he also received him in a figurative sense. So, he said, when you saw Isaac coming back, and then Sarah said, where did you go? Isaac said, if I tell you, <laughs> you go divorce my papa. Go ask him. When Isaac was being returned home, in Abraham's head, it was resurrection. Are you getting it? This is how the life of Abraham explains the gospel. Verse 20. Go back to verse 19. Okay. That should be the last. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. From, so, Abraham's, all his life, he had been used to death, burial, Resurrection. How he gave out to Isaac deadness of his body? Is that not so? Yet. Yet. Resurrection. Sarah's womb dead. Yet. He received life from that same deadness. In other words, the resurrection principle was explained. So, I want to, however, emphasize what we see in Romans chapter 4, which is very applicable to what we are going to be talking about today. That phrase, fully persuaded, in Romans 4 and verse 21. Being fully persuaded at what he had promised, he was able to perform. One of the reasons why we are considering this subject is because we will need this kind of faith called fully persuaded faith. For two reasons. Number one, to overcome a faith crisis. What I call a faith crisis is simply when a promise from God seems to be hanging. You know you had God. God said he was going to do this. But it seems to be hanging. That's what Abraham went through. It was a faith crisis. And we all go through it. Concerning Sarah, the Bible says she received strength because she judged him faithful. Who promised? That's Hebrews 11, 11. She judged him faithful. So, a faith crisis happens to make you judge God unfaithful. Are you listening to me? And for many of us, 
some of us who have been through that a lot where you know that in your heart you are saying God is a scam this healing talk will not be real but Abraham fully persuaded was able to overcome that faith crisis the Bible says he was strengthened in faith he glorified God even though his body was dead the second reason why we need the fully persuaded faith is to do what I call faith continuity for most of us to begin in faith like the Galatian church is not difficult you began in the spirit but now you want to be perfected in the flesh faith continuity faith crisis and faith continuity remember the story of Matthew chapter 14 or rather Matthew 14 Jesus walking on water Peter said if you are the one tell me to come and Peter began his journey of faith but faith was not fully persuaded he did not understand the principles of being fully persuaded so he began to sing because he changed his focus he could not continue in the faith that worked on water Colossians 1.23 if you continue being grounded and rooted if you continue there are many things you would never receive from God without this reality of being fully persuaded yeah for some of us we are sure and then we are not too sure if I ask some here now, are you going to heaven now? They say, they say, by the grace of God. <laughs> see, and now this kind of thing they make us we not go make progress with God like this. If I ask you what's your name, you tell me what's your date birth, date of birth, you tell me without thinking from your sleep. But are you going to heaven? You say it depends. So. By the grace of God, it's because you are not fully persuaded. Are you listening to me? So, this concept, if we do not understand it, many things that will be, should be normal things we receive from God will elude us. So, we must understand the concept of fully persuaded to overcome faith crisis and to continue in faith. A few scriptures here to portray that word persuaded. Romans chapter 8 and verse 38 For I am persuaded. Everybody say, I am persuaded. persuaded. Sometimes you just need to read out the scripture to yourself. I was going to teach you that persuasion comes from hearing. You are not persuaded because you are hearing mixtures. Mm. When when your ear is single, you will be persuaded. You are staggering because you are hearing too many things. When your ear is single, I think it was Pastor Paju that was teaching about the inner ear being for balance and the outer ear for hearing. You are staggering because uh, there are too many things you hear. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Go ahead to verse 39. Basically, he was talking about nothing being able to separate him from the love of God. Look at another scripture here. This scripture, 2 Timothy 1.12. I'd like you to look at how Paul wrote it. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. That's one level of faith. To know whom you have believed. He now adds, And I am what? 
Come on. And I'm what? So I know what believed. Yes, that's fine. That's good. That's brilliant. But it doesn't stop there. You see, when Israel came out of Egypt, they came out by faith. But that was not the complete package. Everybody say complete package. No. When they ate manna in the wilderness, that was not the complete package. But they didn't understand full persuasion. Many of them perished in the wilderness. They did not enter the promised land. Why? They were not fully persuaded. They began in faith, left Egypt in faith, stayed in the wilderness for a while in faith, but then they began to draw back. Full persuasion gets you the whole package. I said, full persuasion gets you the whole package. It was not God's intention that Peter would take five steps. Say, at least I've tried. I entered Guinness Book of Record. No. The intention was that Peter will walk to Jesus and then other people will be angry and say, Which I'll do my own. Are you getting it? Yes, so you know that other people's face were affected when Peter fell. If somebody was thinking that, let me go and jump Peter. When he saw Peter, he said, Ah, you don't follow him? You see? Safety first. <laughs> so, so, you see, your faith, some other people too, they use them for experiment. So, if they can get it, which I will try it. You can't afford to fail your generation. Don't let it be said that somebody gave up because you could not see it through to the end. No. Fully persuaded. Are you listening to me? So the whole package is obtained when your faith is fully persuaded. In Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 9, it tells us that God did not continue with the Jews because they did not continue in his covenant. God did not continue with that covenant because the people did not continue in faith. There are so many things waiting for you on the other side. But will you continue working? That can only happen if you are fully persuaded. I was reading 2 Timothy 1 12, I think. So I know whom I believe and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep. What I have committed to him until that day. You see the confidence in the words of Paul. It was a confidence of full persuasion. I know whom I believed. He is able to keep. I am fully persuaded. Now some of you cannot even give your life to Christ in peace. You don't trust that Jesus can keep that life you gave him. You don't trust. So maybe he's sleeping. Only soon now. I didn't check. I didn't check. Jesus is my life saying, man. Go and sleep now. So when you give life to Christ, you think Christ is your grandfather, the color of your uncle. One day I was serving money inside Kolo, serving money inside Kolo. One man came. He said, he said this time little of mine. When he came, he first whined me. He said, Ah, I used to play football then. He said, Ah, the Okada man that dropped me here. Told me that because you are coming to Beckham's house, I used to be called Beckham, that was my nickname. Beckham. He said, I'm not going to collect money from your hand. He said, I come to Beckham's house. Oh, Beckham is your brother. I'm not going to collect money from your hand. He, I was flattered. What is this town? Which kind of man in Lagos will not collect money from your hand because of In Lagos. In fact, they will, they will charge you double. He lied and deceived me. So I became very careless. Every time he's around me, I will not watch my back. 
So I saved, 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 saved. That's what I thought. And I went to go and break the colo one day. Nothing was in the colo. My guy don't carry everything too much. Uh, God is not your it's not that kind of colo keeper. There's a security about your life. I said there's a security about your life. You have to be fully participated. When Abraham was going through that ordeal, that first crisis, he relaxed. He relaxed. I know because some of the things that he did prior to the time he received the child could only happen from a relaxed mind. Some of the conversations he had with God, some of the expressions of prayer and intimacy, negotiating for the destiny of an entire city, Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a relaxed man. That's a man who understands. Ah, no shaking. Nothing do me. Are you listening to me? It is that kind of a place that can get you the whole package. John chapter 6 and verse 67 there about Jesus had just finished preaching and some people left him. So he turned to his disciples and said, Would you also go away? Look at the words of Peter. Verse 68 and 69. Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Verse 69. And we have come to believe and to know. The word know here is similar to full persuasion. We don't just believe, we are fully persuaded that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, the guys who left, they believed at the point. But they were not fully persuaded, so they left. They left. They left. Judas was not fully persuaded. He believed. <laughs> but the next statement, Jesus said, I find not chosen to but one of you is a devil. He did not come as a devil. Judas did not start as a devil. Are you listening to me? Yes. Are you listening to me? But because he was not fully persuaded, he turned to what Jesus describes as a devil. Pray in the Spirit for a few seconds here. The goal is that after this service, you will be persuaded. You will be persuaded. So that you can obtain every promise that has been hanging. The Holy Ghost will help you. The Holy Ghost will help you. The crisis of faith may be difficult, but the Holy Ghost will help you. Lembra kata 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 brando steke keke teko baradabash. Hallelujah. Let's answer a few questions here. How exactly was Abraham fully persuaded? Number one, or the only thing and the major thing I want to talk about is that he did not consider the deadness of his body. Go back to Romans chapter 4 and verse 19 to 21. Being not weak in faith, he considered not. Everybody say considered not. Now put this in the NLT. Let's understand what he means by considered not. Considered not his own body. Being that Abraham's faith is not weak in, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Give it in the message of the passion. Abraham didn't focus. Everybody said didn't focus. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Abraham didn't focus on his impotence. Yes, he was impotent. Some of you don't know what faith is. 
Faith is not being sick and saying, I am, I am, I know it's not why I'm not sick. They say, they say I, am, I am strong. Uh, I don't want to start sharing theological or doctrinal tables, but the phrase, and God bless Don Moen and his songwriting grace, the phrase, let the weak say I am strong, is a sarcastic statement. And some of you will not like me. When that statement was made, one of those minor prophets said it. God was mocking a nation's army. I said, You would think you can avoid me, Abby. Okay. And now you are claiming that you are faint, you cannot fight. So he says, Let the weak say I'm strong. We must fight this fight. Are you. Okay, don't worry. Stay with your own understanding. Let, let's just focus on this one. So that your table will not destroy. I will turn it for fire to firewood. Let's, let, cause I know you like that song and you like this statement. But anyway, I'm saying here that the real faith acknowledged that Abraham was impotent. Real faith does not say, Jesus can never die. How can Jesus die? <laughs> Jesus died and resurrected. Are you listening to me? That's what the other faith says. I know. Jesus cannot die. He's too powerful to die. No, he died. <laughs> He died! But that was not the last statement. He rose from the dead. So, somebody is sick. There's no body that Jesus met. And then, when they acknowledge their problem that they were sick, Jesus said, No, don't say that. Don't confess negative. You are blind. He asked, What do you want me to do for you? He said, I want to see. That means you are blind. That one did not say, I have seen. So he acknowledged the deadness of his eyes. Jesus now exalted his eyes. Are you listening to me? Abraham acknowledged he was impotent but did not focus. He did not consider. The problem is not your impotence. The problem is your focus. For Peter, it was not about the storm. It was his focus. For the Jews, it was not the giants. It was their focus. The focus is a problem. The focus is the problem. So, how you are fully persuaded is that you watch what you see, you watch what you hear, you watch what comes into your heart. You cannot develop full persuasion when there is no gate in your heart. You are open to every kind of information. You hear every kind of thing. Listen to every kind of song. You hear every kind of joke. You will be weak in faith. You will stagger in unbelief like that. You will crawl in unbelief. To be fully persuaded, you don't hear everything. I don't hear everything. Don't focus on it. You have received a doctor's report. Don't focus on it. Are you listening to me? Yeah. The report is valid. Sarah's womb dead, valid. But come on, that's not the end of the story. There's a God who raises from the dead, a quickening spirit. Are you listening to me? <laughs> so, there were two things that were challenging Abraham's faith. His deadness. Sarah's deadness. Yeah, I don't know. There was no IVF and all of those things. Yeah. The only alternative was Agar. Is that not so? Yeah, but God told Abraham. No, by Agar. Agar was the IVF at that time. Yeah, actually. That was the one IVF. But God said, nobody like this, you go. Nobody. Now, from your body, from your DNA, now this seed will come. Don't worry. 
fully persuaded, did not focus on his own way. What are you focusing on? What are you focusing on? Focusing on your past. Focusing on your feelings. <laughs> on your feelings. I was uh, reading the testimony of one of my sisters. <laughs> she didn't feel like it. She didn't want to do it. But she just said, let's just do it, child. Somebody was just, you know, in our environment. And she said, let's just pray. You lead the prayer. Because I don't want to pray. You lead the prayer. And as they prayed and worshipped, boom, the Holy Ghost fell. Someone had never spoken in tongues before all her life. That's what he does. When she did not feel like, when the person who was supposed to be a mature Christian did not even feel like praying. You pray, child. I've been praying since. Irrespective of your feelings, there is a resurrection power. Are you listening to me? The resurrection story is not subject to how you feel. You know, when Jesus died, the apostles were very sad. In fact, Peter went back to fishing. Hey, and we follow this one for three and a half years. As he leaves us for a year, hey, this kind of like this. Make I go back. Where will I go start from? All my customers, I don't come back. Oh. Peter Fishing Limited International. <laughs> Jesus met him and said, ah, Peter, do you really love me more than this? Full persuasion. Full persuasion. Stop hearing everything. Stop focusing on the things you have heard before. Now, you have not understood this till now. But now that you understand, some of the things you have heard, stop focusing on it. They told you that from the way things are going, no. Oh, from the way things are going, no. Oh, ah, it will be difficult for you to find wife. Oh. You are in the full time ministry. From the way things are going, no. Oh, this world, nobody likes full time ministry. You heard about the Judah story now. Hmm. A dangerous story. Everything is available. Everything is available. But don't focus on the wrong things. There are so many rumors that are unfounded. Some of us have built our lives on rumors. I was telling my wife how if she could remember when we were growing up, when I was growing up, we would go to the newspaper stand. And there will be some funny, funny images of mammy that became woman being fish and woman body. We'll, right now, we can say, hey, see what's happening for this world. A pastor will read that and come and preach in, 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 in the pulpit and say, see, 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 don't come. One picking with them both for your hand like this, see, 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 Photoshop. Now people they use the preach. We did not know that it was what we did not know. Many people have built their entire life and career on lies. But let's even assume it is true. Like Abraham's body was really dead. If you don't focus on it, it will not be the final statement. If you don't focus on it. Well, it was true. Sarah's body was dead. Abraham's body was How was Abraham fully persuaded? He did not consider. He did not focus. Don't focus on your feelings. The day you feel like the worst of criminals... If you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's not about how you feel. I don't feel like going to church today. In fact, I feel like opening my phone and watching pornography. Discard the feeling. Your feelings don't define you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. If you are focused, the feeling is seemingly true. But don't make it a focus. Don't make it a focus. 
I don't feel like praying. Pray like that. Start, start saying something. Jikanda rambas tukupa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. Don't allow. You see, if you allow your feelings lead you, it will take you to the worst of your imaginations. Yeah. If you allow your faith lead you, it will take you to the best of your imaginations. Everybody has their fears and worries and anxieties. But we are never going to act on that. Abraham, pick up your bag, pick up your family, go to a country that I will later show you. You think it was? You think Abraham? You think Abraham did not feel like ah, that's strange? But okay, I don't feel comfortable with this instruction. But then, we walk by faith and not by sight. We move. Are you listening to me? That's how you become fully persuaded. One more scripture to explain this concept, especially with respect to healing. Numbers 21 and verse 7 over 6 to 9. Let's go back to the KJV, please. So the Lord sends very serpents among the people and they beat the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that you take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. <laughs> but the prayer did not heal them. Are you listening to me? I said the prayer did not heal them. Because God was trying to get their attention. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. It shall be that everyone who is beaten, when he looks at it, shall it. When he does what? When he does what? When he does what? Yeah, your focus. The easiest way to get anything from God is to give God your attention. Give your attention. And the problem with us is that we are too distracted. So just look. These serpents will invite me. Now cobra, you get black color, red color. Then don't say anybody with that one bed, do they survive? Anybody that is beating if he can look. Make I just look, just look. Oh yeah. Just look. Just look. I'm sure there were some stupid people in this place. I see this Moses say, ah. I said, step and die to me. You say, make I look. Ah, so there are some Christians are like that. I said, ah. I heard this one from Apostle. Theophilus, Danjuma, the thing you wake me. Eh? A woman was HIV. See, they are giving her up the, just to they told the husband, go and buy flowers. In a couple of days, we'll do the burial. Have you bought coffin? Have you? So they told this man that my wife is in this state. The man said, eh, she will die in the hospital. Remove her from the hospital. Take her home. So no, you didn't hear me, sir. I said that she's in the hospital and that she's on ICU and that she's plugged up. So she has some days to decide. She will die there. If you want her to leave, take her home. Okay, let's try that one. So, remember, she has what? So they told the man, the husband. Say, yeah, the husband. Say, yeah. say, are you the husband? Are you the boyfriend? Say, husband. He said, I'm set with her. I said, she got HIV. He said, I'm set with her. 
He says to discharge her. That was stupid. Now he said, you want to, you want to, can't we do it another way? Is there no other method? Can't you come out? Name I said, I thought you would come out with his rod and call upon his God. Now he said, make a God watch for this river. <laughs> he said, go and have sex with her. So the man came back and said, I've done it. He was saying it like, me some people said, I don't get it time with you. When I hear anything waking me, I say, eh! The foolishness of it. <laughs> they were waiting. Because the doctor told her in the ICU, she had five days to leave. After she left the hospital, of course, the doctor had to die the next day. One month, she no die. One month. In three months, the woman was back in perfect health. Three months. Full persuasion. One of the things you have to be passionate about, I also teach you that is the method of God. Don't invent your own method. You get method where God don't talk about this, it will happen. Put a brazen serpent up. Anybody will look up. Moses, you're a powerful man. Where is your rod? I want to touch your rod. Forget rod. They say, Look up. They say, Look up. That was, of course, symbolic of Jesus. Just as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted. So anybody that did not look up rejected Jesus. Anybody at that time who did not look up and say, we don't like this method. What do we do was to reject Jesus. So they died. Are you listening to me? Everybody say full persuasion. So all of that was to get the focus of the Jews. They were distracted. Their pain was distracting them. Me, for instance, I ate snakes. My wife ate worms. Yeah, I ate snakes. And it's not because of the poison. I just ate the crookedness attached to their lives. Mm. Anybody that does like I used to when a girl is doing like this, I used to say, Say sometimes we really have kill you killing. Are you ate worm? But anyway. So I don't like so I can imagine snakes all around. Maybe they are always still looking for another leg to bite. And all Moses said is just look up. Ah! It, it takes a great deal of effort to... You understand what I'm saying? You get one day where I see one snake for inside my well. Three days I don't sleep for hours. See if the snake can't enter inside your house and call all this, all this door where the book is. So now forget about all of those instructions. I just, I just look up. I just look up. I just look up. I can imagine as someone was looking up, the snake was coming to bite. But the poison no work because somebody was looking up. It doesn't matter what Satan throws at you. If your focus is right, you'll be fine. Let them throw the worst at you. If your focus is right, you'll be fine. Let's look up. That thief beside Jesus was not distracted by his sinfulness. He was a criminal. An executive criminal. For you to be executed by the Roman government, by the on the cross, you must be an. They don't execute small criminal. They don't execute petitive. Now, exec, criminal in the order of I cannot mention name because Nigeria now a sensitive time. <laughs> People who the states, the government considers act enemies that we are trying to eliminate this person. 
and the grave. And that man turned to Jesus and asked for help and said, Please save me. You don't allow your sinfulness in quote distract you. Keep your focus right. Don't allow your mistakes and your failures distract you. Just look unto Jesus. That's how your faith is fully persuaded. I did not consider Abraham here. He did not consider the deadness of his body. At hundred years. At hundred years. But I was strong in faith. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. This thing you must get it. There's no need to stagger. You can be fully persuaded. Hallelujah! Act chapter 14 and verse 7 to 10. I'd like you to see this story that explains thoroughly once again how the hearing of faith produces full persuasion. And I'll go on to answer another question. In Acts chapter 14 and verse 7 to 10, Paul preached the gospel, and a man who was crippled, listen, no, verse 7, please, not 17. And there they were preaching the gospel there. Verse 8. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb. Now this is a very... You see, when somebody has never had the experience of walking, are you listening to me? It is difficult to believe to walk. Because you have never been done it before. If you used to walk before and then suddenly something happened. This one, you have never done it before. You have never experienced what it means to stretch your leg like this and stand. That was the case of this man. Crippled from his mother's womb. Who had never walked. This man had Paul speaking. What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? What did he do was here. It was not a prayer meeting. It was not a miracle service. It was not a communion service. He only heard Paul speaking. But Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be when your faith is fully persuaded it will be obvious to another person are you getting it but go ahead but I have faith but nobody knows only me know from my heart me where the preacher go no I go no say this one don't get that he don't get that he don't get that I go no Paul was the one who saw he saw that this crippled man has faith to be healed then Paul moved said with an stand up straight on your feet the man leaped <laughs> a man who has never walked born people with one just by hearing he was hearing he was waiting and hoping that Paul would call his name give me the word give me the instruction tell me to do something tell me to do something as soon as he heard stand up he turned up he didn't say hey, let me do orientation how to class 101 how to walk you know fully pursued when you are fully persuaded, you will take risks. And you will take risks. You must grow your faith to this point where someone says, What is he saying now? Then I will get up and walk. Are you listening to me? 
you know that was what that was the approach Jesus had with Lazarus. He's sick for four days now. He's sick. He's sick. Come and heal him. I will come when I want to come. Now he has died. Oh, oh, oh Jesus, if you had come earlier, we have not died. I am the resurrection and the life. Are you listening to me? Fully persuaded. Bring the worst case scenario. God is an expert in it. I said, bring the worst case scenario. God is an expert in it. The deadness of Sarah's womb, no problem. The impotence of Abraham, no problem. Out of this couple, a nation will be born. That is the God we serve. For with him, nothing is impossible. I said, nothing is impossible. I said, nothing is impossible. He held and he said, stand up. Straight on your feet. He leaped and walked. It's one of my favorite Bible miracle stories. No hands were laid, he heard. But as he heard, his faith was built. It was entering from one level to another. Level one, level two, level three. Paul was just like, this guy, this guy, this guy wants something. This guy, this guy. Now, keep on by saying, take it. And the man stood up. The problem many times is that God is waiting for somebody to be fully persuaded. He's looking around, searching. Who is ready? Who is ready? Who is ready? By hearing, this man was fully persuaded. So, pay attention to what you hear. When you are fully persuaded, you will make moves of faith. Moves of faith. It's a move of faith. I like it in Luke chapter 5. This man was also crippled. I think it was 19. His friends did not find a way to get him to the door. They broke the roof. Are you listening to me? Our generation will not see crazy miracles until we get to a point of full persuasion. Yeah. How can somebody be so sure that he will be healed that he broke a roof? He said, I go break out. When I start to walk again, I go repair the roof. Break the roof. I will fix it when I start to walk. I, I know. Look at that woman if I can but touch. Full persuasion. You will make faith that is stagnant, is not doing anything, that is waiting, is not full persuasion. When you are fully persuaded, you will make moves of it. When you are fully persuaded, you will go public with your faith. Are you listening to me? Oh, when is the Victoria was saying that uh, somebody who is deaf can be saved and then that we can minister healing to the person? And I was hearing some. It's not been your fault, now. Something where you never try, you know. If you... Let's just leave that one. Heaven is the real goal. Heaven is the goal. Then the person is saved. What? You really think that Jesus will have met somebody who was dumb and say, Heaven is the real goal? You think Jesus will have done that? Even if you go to hell later, still talk. You go talk. Oh yeah. Jesus healed people that were not. He healed a man. Later, a came back and said, Do you believe in me? John 9. Man bomb like. The man said, He said, Do you believe in me? The man said, I don't know him. He said, I am here. I'm talking to you. The man will go and worship him. I believe in you. The man had received healing. What's it earlier? Are you getting it? One day, when John was telling us a story, basically, that was in Zambia. He went to Crusade. I said, 
anybody deaf here? Deaf. Come out. Come out. Bring them out. Deaf. One wicked woman. Want to bring dead. So, when the usher saw them bringing the corpse, they said, Are you dead? They said, Death. <laughs> Not dead. The man said, Nah, dead I hear. Nobody will tell me what I go here. Who's that ground? It was a man of God show. Hey. Then they tell Bessie, say, Bessie, don't carry cops, come here. The cops, the mentor said, was already smelling the flies already. Bessie, that was what I said. Leave her alone. Maybe God wants to raise the dead. Leave her alone. So, definitely, we're lining up here. They bring dead man. <laughs> Benson only shouted. In the name of Jesus. According to Reverend Jock's description, he said that's all he had. The next time that he was awake, because the entire stadium collapsed in the power of God. The next time he stood up, all they heard was the sound of flies coming from the man's body. Out. The man stood up. Are you listening to me? Bessie said, if she heard dead, your faith must not have any limits and if you base it on the principle of the gospel it will have no limit that Jesus died and rose again the worst that can happen is death are you listening to me and even in that worst case scenario God found a way to bring him out of the grave so what is your situation what is your situation When you are fully persuaded, you go public. People don't invite people to church. People don't. It's because they are not fully persuaded. And you go public. The way people went public with Jesus, there was a certainty about his ministry. They would say, if we cannot touch him, we will touch his clothes. His clothes. Peter's ministry is shadow. Now, you see, it was not just the full persuasion of Peter. It was the full persuasion of the people. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Never did Peter attempt to heal a man and say, you have touched my shadow. Maybe Peter did not want that kind of faith for it. But the people were wicked people. They said, we don't want your body. Shadow, don't do. <laughs> Their faith was a wicked faith. <laughs> say, shadow, don't do. Don't do. Peter, you say you are busy, you are tired. No problem. I mean, you, you get one small handkerchief. Wait there, your body. Small handkerchief. Don't do. Fully persuaded. You go public with it. You attempt crazy, extraordinary things. People will say you are crazy. Like Abraham, you will leave and you go to a land that will later show you and you'll be walking. So, why are you going to say, I'm going to a land that will later show me? Because you are fully persuaded. Your life is too ordinary, it's too normal. When you up your faith, walk, crazy things. They will say, like they said about Paul, most reading has made you mad. Are you crazy? Are you listening to me? Everybody so fully persuaded. <laughs> Let me begin to tie this up here. What should I be persuaded about? Number one, be fully persuaded about the power of God and the character of God. Be persuaded about the power of God. Be persuaded about the power of God. 
and then be persuaded about the character of God. Luke chapter 1 and verse 34 to 36. Mary was told she was going to have a child. She was a virgin. She asked the angel, how shall these things be? The angel said, the power of the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. And at that moment, at that moment, at that moment, she became pregnant. As soon as she believed, be persuaded about the power of God. Be persuaded about the power of God. Get to a point where there is no limit you put on God's power. Some of us, we are too okay. We are not beginning to doubt Bible stories. Eh, the reality was not really parted, it was a tsunami. Ah, a Christian. It was just tsunami. They did not know it was tsunami. That's how they say it was parted. No, there's no man at the air too. Some soldiers just left food there. I forgot it. So they thought it was manna from heaven. You know, the resurrection story can be very crazy in the years of So, in fact, that's why in preaching the gospel, the resurrection is the target. Jesus, right? He rose from the dead. From the dead as well. Yes, he rose from the dead. I have to show this resurrection thing again. Maybe next year, Easter. Jesus rising from the dead was not really the big deal because he was not the first to rise from the dead. Is that not so? It was that he rose with an immortal body, never to die again. Lazarus rose from the dead. So for Jesus, we don't just say. It was the rising of the dead. It was the resurrection. That word is exclusive to Jesus. That he rose with an immortal body. And it was a demonstration of God's power. It was God saying, see me at work. See me. Let Satan do his worst. When they crucified Jesus, they thought, ah, I should get you, I should get you. Ah, <laughs> With God in the equation, we just started. We just started. Satan thought, ah, we are finally gotten him. No, 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 no. The party just begins. Because there's an exaltation. Look at what he said about Abraham. From a dead body, one man, thousands and millions of multitudes. Not just about Abraham, for Jesus. For Jesus. If the prince of this world knew that if they crucified him, they would not touch him. If they knew that if they played their last card, be persuaded about God's power. Be persuaded. God is God. There's no other way to say it. I said God is God. I said God is God. The doctor's report notwithstanding, God is God. How you feel in your body, God is God. He made every cell, every tissue, every organ in your body. God is God. God is God. At the point, you know, when the, the, the apostles preached, they emphasized the resurrection a lot. And that's why uh, they got into trouble with the Pharisees because the Pharisees did not believe in the resurrection. Ah, there's nothing like spirit, there's nothing like angels, there's nothing like resurrection. <laughs> One day, Pharisees and Sadducees were arguing. So Paul used that style to escape. The Sadducees believe in the resurrection. So they say, 
Is it a strange thing that God should raise the dead? Say, this is God. Why is, why is it a strange thing? Headache and raising the dead for God, Nassim. Nassim. Now you, they count them like, say, ah, headache and a small miracle, dead and a big miracle. When God does his measurements, his power just goes to work. Are you getting it? Now the same for God. Be fully persuaded about the power of God. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. God does not lie. God does not joke. If I say God does not lie, you may not. God does not joke. God does not pull your legs. Everything he says, he means. Everything. You can take God seriously. You can. Isaiah 55 and verse 9 to 10. As the rain drops down from heaven, gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, verse 10, that proceeds out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall prosper in the things that I sent it. That's the character of God. That's the character of God. You can bank on his word. He has integrity. His integrity is 1,000%. Proved, tried, tested, trusted. Abraham proved it. It was true. Jesus proved it. It was true. The apostles proved it. It was true. Your case will not be different. Fully persuaded. What has the track record? There's something I want to show you in Luke chapter 6 and verse 6 to 9 to explain the character of God. When I read this one, what I do when I'm preparing for a service like this, I read the Gospels, I read all the miracles of Jesus, I just read. I say, ah, this one's sweet too. Hey, I read again, I read again, I read again. Now it happened on another Sabbath also that he entered the synagogue and taught. He was just, it was a teaching service. And the man was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and Pharisees watched him closely whether he would heal on the Sabbath that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here. That was not the miracle. That was just to get the man's attention. Every time Jesus gave an instruction like that, is to get the man's attention. And then he would give the instruction that would lead to him. Arise and stand here. And he arose and stood. And Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? Now wait. So I read this and I was like, wait. Jesus is equating healing the sick to doing good. Is that not so? And not healing the sick to doing what? So in Jesus' mind, it was not just about healing the sick or not healing the sick. It was about doing good or doing evil. If Jesus did not heal that man that day, in his own record, he has done evil. Are you getting it? Now do you think that this Jesus in 2022 will not want to do any evil? Why do you think he will not heal anybody? Why? 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 Maybe just not in the mood to heal today. No! Not my Jesus. He always does good. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost of power who went about doing good. I think that's it. He didn't know that we are pressed of the devil. For God was with him. Every day is a good day in Jesus' books. It was a teaching service. <laughs> but I say, ah, ah. You're not good, good if I don't do good. Among you two, if they do good, why no, we can't do good? Their own definition of doing good was. Okay, there's another story where Jesus asked if your sheep or your animal enters that well, you know, go bring them out. <laughs> Healing 
it's just Jesus doing good. It, it's not possible that you he will now say he doesn't want to heal. He doesn't want to heal. Ah, he can't believe. Be persuaded about the character of God. Say like this God is good. I know. I believe. I'm fully persuaded that God is good. That's it. Be persuaded, number two, concerning your place in Jesus. Be, concern, be, be persuaded concerning your place in Jesus. You are not hanging in the universe. You are not just up there. Nothing is holding you. You are in a specific geographical location. It's called in Christ. Everybody say in Christ. That's where you are. In Christ. But right now, I'm in church. That's also a dimension of it. If any man is a new creature, if any man is in Christ, rather, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. All things are. So, in this place called Christ, you have a place. You're not sitting on the floor. You are seated with Christ. Far above principalities and powers. Far above dominion and kingdoms and names. There's a seat for you in God. You can afford to rest. I say there's a seat for you in God. There's a seat for you in God. Some of you are too anxious for nothing. God is wondering, doesn't, doesn't he know where he is? Can't he see where he is? Tell your neighbor, rest. Rest. So be persuaded about your place in Christ. In Christ you are loved. In Christ you are redeemed. In Christ you are forgiven. In Christ you are sanctified. In Christ you are holy. In Christ you are just. In Christ you cannot be condemned. Are you listening to me? Put it in Romans 5 and verse 7 to 9. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When did Christ die for us? That's wonderful. That's brilliant. That's amazing. But let's go down. Verse 9. Much more than. Everybody say much more than. So, while we were sinners, Christ died. Now, now there are no more sinners. That's what Paul is saying. Have we not been justified by his blood? We shall be saved from wrath through him. Stop. You cannot give your life to Christ and still be panicking. Stop it. When you were dead in trespasses, he died for you. When you had no, no ability to worry about your eternal state, he died for you. So now that you have been justified by his blood, you now think he will just, he will just leave you like that. You have risen now. You have risen now. Many Christians are not receiving children's bread, basic healing, because guilt and condemnation they finish their head. They finish their head. And every time Jesus met somebody who struggled with that kind of feeling, he first tell them, "Your sins are forgiven you." First, he tell them, "Your sins are forgiven you," because he sees that that person. It's finding it difficult to receive because they are feeling guilty. 
Many, all the time Jesus made that statement in the Gospels, he had not even died at that time. Are you listening to me? He had not even died. But you knew what he was going to do with his blood and his body. You knew. So, on credit. But now, he has died. I said he has died. I said he has died. So if you if somebody wants to say, well, when he said that time, he had not died yet. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13 to 14. Everybody say fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of Ephah. Who has any idea what Ephah is? Whatever it is, it's an animal. And it doesn't look like a fine animal. All these ugly animals. Ashes of Ephah. Sprinkling the unclean. Sanctifies the blood of bulls and goats. Ashes of Ephah. Sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. How much more? Everybody say how much more? Shall the blood of Christ and so, when Israel observed their ceremonial laws and they offered all the blood of bulls and all that, nobody was in doubt that their sins were cleansed. They just believed that ah, this is what God said we should do. Ah. So he says, ah, How much more? The blood of Jesus. You were not purified with the blood of bulls, you were not sanctified with the ashes of an eye you were cleansed by the blood of the Son of God Himself. Say it after me, I am forgiven. I am redeemed. I'm sanctified. I'm holy. I'm justified. And I'm fully persuaded. It is what it is. One last point here. Be fully persuaded about the methods of God. The methods of God. The methods of God. <laughs> In John chapter 2, that Cana wine story. So, the woman, Jesus' mother, told him, there is no more wine. And then, he suggested that he was not going to do any miracle. I didn't come here for miracle. I came here for one No, woman, don't turn into revival service. I want to eat my rice and go home. Are you listening to me? But then, the woman told the disciples, whatever he tells you to do, show, even if you just say, everybody, yawn. Do it, do it. gets why. You have to be fully persuaded about the methods of God. Some of them may sound ridiculous. That one I told you about, go and sleep with your wife who has HIV. Hey. I was thinking about it. See? Huh? You, you don't, you see, you are not just going to believe in God for that one. You have to believe in the man of, in the man of God. Are you listening to me? Everybody can say, I believe in God. I mean, I want something God. I want a Christian. <laughs> Against some method, when they say you want to believe in the man of God, which is fundamentally the method of God. God's method fundamentally is a man. You will lay hands on the sick. He was not talking to angels. He was to men. You will lay hands on the sick and they will look up. He told them to go and preach the gospel, look chapter 9. He told them to heal the sick, 
to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead. And they went about and they did it. They were men. The method, you will have to be persuaded about the method of God. There are various biblical recommendations for healing. But we are going to try and execute three methods today. Hands will be laid. The oil will be poured as it were. And then we will take of the Lord's Supper. All of these combinations, be persuaded about it. Like six weeks ago, I was having terrible, ter- terrible sickness. I don't know what it was. Terrible. I tried everything. I had exhausted all options. But I remember, I not exhausted the communion. So I said, all right, let's, let's have the communion. So I called my family. Let's take it. I was in pain for, prior to that time, excruciating pain. I could not sleep for at least two days. Two days. I mean, I, no, I don't sleep normally. Because I, I work a lot in my mind. But this one, I could not sleep at all. And then I was short of breath. I was just gasping for her. The thought of death was surrounding me. The thought of death was surrounding me. Hey, what will they lay down? I prayed, I laid hands. Oh yeah, coming on. And for the first time in 72 hours, for the first time in 72 hours, the pain left me at once. After 30 minutes of admission to the communion. 30 minutes. I've been on that pain for, for it was intensified for about 2-3 days. But for days, that pain was there. I could not sleep. Where pain is a distraction to sleep, you know that it's a, it's a painful pain. Someone like me, I should sleep well. Except for Perez. 30 minutes after the communion. I just, what did we use? Killer low. It's not coke that we use. So it's not in the substance. Let me say it like this. Now, don't let your faith be the focus. Let the one whom you believe in be the focus. Don't let the method be the focus. Let the God who recommends the method be the focus. Are you listening to me? The oil we are using today, uh, Goya oil. Everybody say Goya. No, be Jerusalem oil. Now, go here. Now, 2005, I buy them. However, it is not in the oil. It is only representative of the power of the Holy Ghost to repair dead bodies. Are you listening to me? When hands will be laid on you, don't just see it as I'm just laying hands. Somebody just touching your head. It is the method of God to administer healing to your bodies. Be persuaded about the method. That woman was persuaded. If I can but touch, I shall be made persuaded. That centurion said, just speak a word. Persuaded. Stand to your feet. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Friend of Holy Ghost. Oh yeah, mix the word, mix the word, mix the word, mix the word, mix the word with spirit. Shikatakada brandastek regende kobalada damanasha. Lekete kanana nano brandosta katakata yakata yadamanasha. Lekrekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekekek
I'm fully persuaded in the methods of God, in the man of God, in the move of God, in the word of God. I'm persuaded, I'm persuaded, I'm persuaded, I'm persuaded, I'm persuaded. After now, I will never be the same again. The disease disappears. The sickness is no more. experience a church a prayer already burns candle raise your hand you ah, come are you sick in your body 
Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Free. By the power of God. Free. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Cleansed. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. What you say? We'll take the communion. We'll take the communion. That's the first method we'll have. So, um... If there's a sickness in your body and you came to this service deliberately to be healed, you didn't come because it's Sunday. When you were coming, you were saying, I'm going, like you're going to a doctor, you're going to another hospital. Come forward. Come forward. Elder people will do the general things. We will do specific things for specific cases. Okay. Just stand. I'll give you instructions shortly. Just stand. So we'll exhaust all the options. The three ones we mentioned. Um the communion, the oil, and the hands being laid. Of course, the oil and the hands being laid work together. But let's buy time here. Let's buy time here. Let's start with the communion. So, take the communion like you are taking medicine. And even if you are not sick, it is an insurance against diseases. The idea is that it's your focus. We are trying to get your focus to Jesus. And that if you focus on him, it will reflect in your mortal body. Just like those guys looked at the serpent on the pole. And they were healed. Now you remember Jesus. Healing and health is enforced. Jesus will receive these elements as instruments of healings and instruments of health. Thank you for your bloodshed and your body broken. Thank you for the wonders of the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's serve. Are we serving or they are coming? They are coming, okay. So we'll just sing. We'll just sing and I will... There's no need to stagger. That's what we're talking for.
trust that you've been blessed by this teaching. We look forward to receiving your testimonies, prayer requests, and feedbacks. You can send us a mail at judamaye at yahoo.com. That is J-U-D-A-H-M-A-Y-E at yahoo.com. Till next time, remain in the consciousness of God's word and power. Thank you.